Good morning, God's wonderful people. When you consider that today is a day that God has given to you, what more so when you consider all that God has given to you, what more can you do but give Him thanks? There's nothing better that you can do than give God thanks. When you consider that God did not spare His only begotten Son, but He gave Him up for your redemption so that you can enjoy life to its fullest, so that you can have eternal life. It wasn't to God's benefit that he gave his son. It is to your salvation, to our salvation, to our redemption, to us becoming what he has created us to be. We benefit more and all from what God has given. It was all for us because the word tells us that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. He has given so much to you and for you. What have you given to him? Give yourself to God today and enjoy the blessings of being with Him. Until you know your identity, you'll never live the life you're meant to live. Your true potential, your true power is wrapped up in your identity. And until you know that, you'll live a life you're never meant to live. This is why we're studying Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 31. Because we want to ascertain the warrior's identity. We want to know what is a warrior's true identity. Because when we know his true identity, then we can go forward to being who we're created to be, to be the warrior God created us to be, and to have the victories we're meant to have. In the study, we're now looking at the fifth word in the declaration that God made, the first declaration God made concerning man. And in these declarations, are contain the identity of the warrior. Because when you create an object, the manufacturer of a product, he defines the purpose of that product and the identity of the product when he created it. When he created that piece of device, he defines its identity. He defines how it must be used. He defines what it can do and what it cannot do. He defines this purpose. This is what God is doing in these declarations that he's making about man. And we want to see and understand what he's declaring. We have looked at the first four so far. We're now looking at the fifth word in this decoration and that is the word viradu and it is the word that is derived from the base of the word the base of this word is rada which means dominion and the phrase we have in our english bible is let them have dominion and let them have dominion this phrase is derived from this base word rada so we are analyzing rada to see what it means we have just completed our analysis of the resh the next letter is the Dalet. Now, we have already analyzed this letter. And you can go back to listening to episode 26 of this series to hear our analysis of the Dalet. A very beautiful rendition of the Dalet is given there. And there's a lot that you can learn from the Dalet. So you can go listen to episode 26 to hear more on that. We're going to go to the next letter. The next letter in this word, Radar, is the letter hey this is the last letter of this word because this word is made up of three letters the resh the dalet and the hey so we'll be looking at the hey today the letter hey is spelled 
with a A and a Aleph. Right? So when we analyze a letter, we normally look at its pictogram, we look at its form and shape, we look at its initiation, its gematria, and then look at some lessons we learn from that analysis and tie it into the word that we're looking at. So let's look at the pictogram of the A. The pictogram or the original pictogram of the A is a man holding both his hands up as he's calling out to someone to get their attention. In its current form, it looks like a window. Now, a window is a point from which you look out of the house, is associated with and is used of giving. A popular scripture that we can associate or shows for this idea and concept of window is in Malachi 3 verse 10. It says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Also in 2 Kings 7 and verse 19, it says, And the Lord answered the man of God and said, Now behold, if the Lord should, the Lord should make windows in heaven, might such a thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. Here we see the concept of the window being associated with a pouring out of blessing, something coming out to others. So the window is associated with the point from which things leave the house or goes out of the house. A door is the point at which you enter and leave a house. So a door is associated with entering and leaving. However, a window on the other hand is a point at which light is received into the house and the point from which you look out of the house. And that is why the window is associated with giving, giving out from the house. The hay my friend, stands for expression and revelation. And as a result of that, we see this being depicted in the window. When you want to get someone's attention, you normally call out by saying, hey. And that's the, the idea of the hey. That is the hey. So the idea of the hey being a letter or a, being expression and revelation is seen in the four letters of God's name. God's name yud hey vav hey Yehovah. The only letter that repeats is the letter Hey. This makes the letter Hey very significant, my friends. And we are going to see later on how this ties into the Hey and how significant it is to the expression of God and the revelation of God. But let's move on to looking at the shape of this letter, the form and shape of the Hey. The form of the Hey is that it is made from a Dalit and a Yud. The Dalit is a door. It means a path or a way of life. Movement into or out of. That's what a door does. Allows you to enter and leave. The Yud is a, a closed hand and means to work. A deed done. A finished work. It also means power. So the hay is the opening through which we experience the power of God. It is that letter that that, that, that stands for the essence of God. The hay, according to the rabbis, is formed from a dalit and a foot. It is explained that the gimel gives a part of its foot to the dalit. Remember when we looked at the dalit, we, we explained that the dalit in its position in the aleph bait, it comes after the gimel and the gimel is 
is is is looking back at the Dalit. So what we see is that the Dalit is receiving from the Gimel. Right? So the A, therefore, is a letter of great unity and completeness because the Gimel gives a part of its foot to the Dalit. So here in the hay, we have a combination of the Dalit and the Gimel. Therefore, the hay is a letter of great unity and completeness. The hay is a unification of giving and receiving. It is a unification of giving and receiving. In other words, the, the, the giving of the Gimel to the to Dalit come, makes the Dalit complete so that he can now begin to give. The rabbis teach that there is a purpose to giving. There is an end in giving. That giving is not in, in, indefinite. You don't give, 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 give it indefinitely. There's a purpose to giving. When you give to someone, there's a purpose in giving. And the giving to someone is supposed to be giving to that purpose. To was that purpose. Looking at the word gimel. The word gamal means a camel. The word gomel means to give. And the word gimel means to stop nursing a child. So here we have one word. The gimel, the gimel, the mem, and the lamed is the one word that God used to represent these three concepts. There must be a reason to that. This, my friend, shows us that there is an end or purpose in giving because the, the same word means to give and the same word means to stop giving. It means to stop nursing a child, to stop giving that child to, uh, 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 milk, to stop nursing that child. The purpose of giving is to give until you don't need to give anymore. So in other words, the purpose of an individual giving to another is to give to that other person until that other person don't need you anymore. That's the purpose of giving. You give until the person don't need you anymore. Here we see it demonstrated in these two letters. The gemel gives to the dalet, and to the, so the dalet becomes the hay. The hay means to give. It means to give. So the gemel gives to the dalet until the dalet becomes a giver. Because when the gemel gives his foot to the, the dalet, the dalet now becomes hay. That is the beautiful rendition of this, my friends, in the positioning of these letters in the Ibu al-Elefbet. The true, true giving, my friend, is to give to a person until that person becomes a giver. The, the, the form of the hay, oh, it's, it's shapes. You can see the Dalet and you can see that Yud. In that form, my friends, the A also teaches us how we can make a poor person become wealthy and also a giver. It shows us that. That Yud with the Dalet. Remember that Yud is a letter of thought. The letter that represents thought. If you give a yud to a dalet, it becomes a hay. If you give the yud to the dalet, it becomes a hay. So here it is teaching us that the hay, in receiving that yud, becomes, the dalet receiving that, that yud becomes a hay. It therefore is showing us that this is the way you make a poor person to become wealthy and a giver. How do you do that? By giving idea or thought to that poor person. In other words, you give that poor person the, 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 a dream, the thought, the idea that they can become more. 
there can be more. Once you give that idea, that, 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 that gem of hope, that seed of hope, that seed of a dream, that seed of a vision, when you make them envision to see that they can become more, let them dream again, they can become greater. And that's what's opened the doors, the door for them to be greater than they are. You make a poor person become greater by giving them that dream, that thought, that idea. And so that is how you let a man rise from his squalor to becoming someone who cannot give to another. Also, my friends, the hair is made up of three distinct lines. These lines represent breadth, length, and depth. All things that exist in time and space has these features. Length, breadth, and height, the three dimensions. All things that is in time and space is expressed in these three in, 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 in these three um, um, dimensions. This is how all things are expressed in time and space, in the physical realm, through length, breadth, and height, or depth. These lines also represent thought, speech, and action. Our thoughts, our speech, and our actions, my friends, are all expressions of how we express our inner being. All our expressions follow these three levels. Every expression that we have follow these three levels. Our body language is an expression of thought, idea. Each of these is a way of revealing a person's inner essence. Our thoughts, our, feet, our, our speech, and our actions are all modes of expression. This speaks to the way we express our inner self, our inner being, what's inside of us. Our thoughts are how we express our inner being. Our speech is how we express what is inside. That's a part of our expression. Our action is also how we express ourselves. So therefore, my friend, this, this shows that the hey is a letter of revelation and expression. Consider this, that living in this world, in this physical realm, the hey is a letter that gives expression in this realm. We see that in the form and shape of this letter. Let's turn our attention now to look at the initiation of this letter. The first place that this letter is used in the Torah is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 20, 29. Here in this text, it reads, And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. The word there that, it, that begins with the hey is the word that is translated behold. It's the word hine. And that's the word that's translated behold. Here, my friends, it is showing us this word that is the first place that the hey is used to begin a word. That word is behold. Here we are seeing that the word behold is what the word, the letter hey means. This is going to teach us about letter hey. Behold, you're calling attention to something. You're crying out to someone for their attention. Remember when we talked about the pictogram, we say the original pictogram was a man with his both hands holding held up high. He's calling out someone, hey. Now this is an expression that it is almost universal. In other words, whichever language you're in, it's almost like this is the way that you call out to someone and get to get their attention. Even in English here, that's what we do. Say, hey, 
Because we're calling out to get your attention. We're saying, behold, look here. You know, here. Look here. It's a, it's a word which means it's used as to, to mark a, 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 a point at which you're calling attention to something. It's also used to change a scene. It's also used to emphasize an idea. It's used to call attention to a detail. For example, in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 13, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. In other words, God is calling Noah's attention to, to this fact, I will destroy them with the earth. That word behold there is that word hine. It means to call attention to something, some detail. It is used to mark or, or, or as a marker of attention. In Isaiah 65 verse 17, it says, For behold, I create the new heaven and new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. Behold, God is calling attention to this detail. And he's using behold here to mark or bring attention to, to this fact. Here, my friend, this word teaches us that the letter hey means to call attention to something. It, is also, it also teaches us that the essence of the hey is the giving of life. The giving of life. How, how do you pronounce the hey? You see, the hey is not pronounced with the lips. It's not pronounced with the lips at all. It's that letter that is never pronounced with the lips. You pronounce the hey by simply breathing out. Hey. That is how the hey is pronounced, with breath. So the hey also symbolizes God's breath, the breath of God. It's the giving of life. It's God giving life too. It teaches us that the essence of the hay is the giving of life when God breathed into Adam and Adam became a living soul. That's what God did. He gave his hay to Adam. He breathed into Adam and Adam became a living soul. That is the essence of the hay, the breath of God. God giving life. A symbolic act of God's use of the letter A bears out this truth about it. In Genesis 17 and verse 5, we read, Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. Now this here is telling us that God changed Abram's name to Abraham. This is done, when you look at the Hebrew, letter, the Hebrew text, it is done by the introduction of a hay in Abram. So this hay being introduced in Abram, it changes Abram from Abram to Abraham. But not just that. There's something significant that happens here when God, when the hay was placed in Abram's name. The introduction of the hay changes the name, a name and, and its destiny and its prophetic declaration. It changes that. Now, Abram is spelled with an Aleph, a Beit, a Resh, and a Mem. And it is two words. It's two words that are compounded to make Abram. Abram comes from the word Av, which is father. And Ram, which means I. Ram, which means I. So put the two together, Abram, you get the meaning high father. 
right? So the destiny of Abraham's name is that he's a father who is the head of a people. But when you place the hay in there, that is changed. The prophetic declaration of Abraham's name is that he's the head of a people and the chief father of a people or a nation. Now, this is changed when God put the hay there. So he's no longer the head of a people. But the hay being brought into his name now means that he's the father of many people, many nations. He's the father, the high father, the head father of many nations, not just those who are his descendants. It expands his name to incorporate all others. This is a prophetic declaration here, my friends. And one of, these, one of these days, we can look into this because it beautifully tells a story of how God incorporated all people into the covenant that he made with, Ab with Abraham. Another thing we note here, my friend, is that the hay is further manifested in regards to time. The Hebrew words for past, present, and future all begins with hay. These words are hava, which is past, and hove, which is present, and yie, which is future. All of these words all are associated with the hay. And another thing to note too is that each of these words has two hays in them. Two hays. And remember, the personal name of God has two hays. And also, it's for us to note also that these three words are the are the words that are compounded to make God's personal name. Yehovah, Hava, Hove, and Yihye. Yihye. Yihye are the three words that make that name Yehovah. So it's Ava, which is past or was, and it's Ove, which is present, is, and Yihye, which is future, shall be. So again, we saw this when we analyzed the Resh. The same thing came out. Now we're looking at the hay and the same thing is coming out about God as well. So how can you now not understand that the radar is all wrapped up in God? Having that dominion cannot be exercised without God. Because here again in the letter hay, we are seeing these three words coming out again. Hava, Ove, and Yiye. The God who was and his and is to come. We'll go further in this, my friends, in our next episode. So until then, let's continue to lean on him, trust him, and understand that we can be nothing without him. In this, our analysis of Radar, the word that's translated dominion, we are brought again to the point where we see that the name of God is coming out at us again. When we analyzed the Resh, we had seen it jumped out of us, the Ava, the, Ava, the Ove, and the Yiye, coming out of us to declare Yehovah. Here, when we are in our analysis of the hay, we see these three words coming at us again from the hay, showing us that God is all over this word. It's all over this concept. At the beginning and at the end, it's God. It begins with God, it ends with God. Dominion starts with God. You cannot have dominion without God. And dominion ends with God. Your dominion cannot be complete without God. It's all in Him, wrapped up in God. That's the only place and the only way you can manifest dominion, my friends. What a beautiful way for us to be learning about ourselves. 
in this world that we can be nothing without God. My friends, get yourself all wrapped up in God right now because you need Him. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise, O oh God, for your goodness and your love towards us, manifested in so many ways. But Father, today as we come before you, we pray that God, you'll bring to our minds and our hearts, O oh God, the fullness, O oh Lord, of our need for you. That Lord, in all things, we'll strive to be wrapped up and intertwined with you, O oh God. Our desire, Father, let it be just as yours to become one with you just as you desire to be one with us father may we desire the same to be one with you jesus prayed that prayer that we all may become one just as you and him are one but father our prayer today is that we become one with you we give you thanks in jesus name amen have a great day all my friends and do remember that god loves you and i do too Shalom.